Hi, this is Dr. Sean Handorp, clinical psychologist and health behavior expert, and this is the Motivation Made Easy podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you science-backed information, strategies, and inspiration to master your relationship with food so that you can feel in control of your habits, respect your body, and free your mind to focus on the things in life that truly matter. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've had years of experience doing research and patient care in the field of weight management and eating disorders. So I've had the insider view on understanding what works and what we're getting very, very wrong. In this podcast, you'll find practical information and tips based on motivation science, interviews from experts, and stories from real people and how they've navigated their relationship with food. My goal is to empower you with information, inspire you to make changes that fit you, and feel 100% supported along the way. So settle in and make yourself comfortable, and get excited to learn and take action for a better, healthier, more energized life. Hello everyone, Dr. Hondorp here with an episode where I will be updating you on some of the reflections I've been having recently and some of the things that I've been learning over the past, well, ever since becoming a business owner, so the past year and a half, but I've really worked hard over the last couple months to slow down even more so and just reflect and I've actually set up a lot of supports to make myself slow down Um, and it's been hard but really good so I'll be filling you in um, just on where I'm at and where the podcast is at and telling you about the fact that despite being really trying and being really intentional to do everything I could to not buy into hustle culture and my business, in in many ways I fell into a trap. I pushed myself too hard and there's ultimately some degree of true failure here, failure to create exactly what I wanted to create and um and there's a lot of learning there. So we're going to be talking today in this episode about my reflections and learnings about hustle culture, um, aka our societal focus on doing and productivity and how that impacts us, our motivation, our mental health, our overall well-being. I'll also be talking about how that overlaps and has a lot of parallels to diet culture and I'm always seeing themes between these things. So some of the lessons that I've learned with being a business owner, I think have definitely have parallels to you and anyone working on the relationship with food and working on learning to trust themselves. We're going to talk about a little bit about what I learned from some recent failures and how, you know, you always hear like, if you're not failing, you're not trying. And I think that I'm actually kind of proud of myself for experiencing failure. I've always been someone who's sort of somewhat perfectionistic at heart. Doesn't, at least when I was younger, 
gotten better as I've gotten older, but when I was younger, really only wanting to do the things that I'm good at and not wanting to push myself and learn because I was afraid of failure. So I feel proud of my failure. I really do. Um, failures. So all of this we're going to talk about um, and how I'm learning and how you can learn from my experiences as well. Um, we're going to talk about hustle culture and diet culture and how they impact shoulds and our motivation. And we're also going to talk about what you can expect from me and the Motivation Made Easy podcast and blog moving forward. So don't worry, we will be back, but we are taking a break over the summer and I'll tell you all about that. I'll tell you how you can stay in touch with me over the summer and some teasers for upcoming episodes on the podcast. I will still be recording episodes. I already have, I have one coming up that I'm super excited about. So I'll just share some of those ones coming up and um, stay tuned because I also will tell you how to get in touch with me. If you have specific things that you want to be addressed, I really feel one of the reasons I am slowing down is I really feel strongly about making sure that I'm taking the time to get really good, accurate information, empowering information, inspiring stories to you so that you can continue to move along on your journey. And yeah, so I'll stay tuned so you can make sure that you stay in touch with with me along the way, even if I won't be coming out with weekly episodes. So we're going to cover all of that and more today. So settle in. I've got my coffee here as always, and we're just going to be having a little chat. Let's dive in. Have you ever thought, I just need more willpower, or if I only had more self-control? The reality is this is rarely the problem. And one of the first and most helpful steps to develop sustainable, healthy habits is to learn to make healthy living easier so we can use and rely less on willpower. Sound good? If you're wanting to learn some simple science-backed strategies to use less willpower today and start setting yourself up for success and regaining confidence, grab the free guide at drhondorp.com forward slash five tips. That's D-R-H-O-N-D-O-R-P dot com forward slash the number five tips to start setting yourself up for success and regaining confidence in yourself today. And before we dive into today's episode, just a reminder that this podcast and corresponding blog is for educational and informational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for any form of professional advice. All right, everyone, let's dive in. All right, everyone, so let's talk about hustle culture. This is a term that I've started to use probably since becoming a business owner. I don't know that I thought about it all that much before becoming a business owner, although I definitely think it's present even outside of small business owners. It's present everywhere. And really um, what, what I mean when I say hustle culture is our societal focus on doing and productivity and accomplishment above often all else. The the norm is to push yourself and work hard and in theory relax later. Um, and I think 
I've shared on the podcast before that, you know, my goal pretty early on in becoming a business owner, I pretty early on realized like, hey, this isn't sustainable. I'm doing too much. Uh, last, I share a lot. Last year, I was working a lot of hours and it just, I felt this extreme urgency to say, okay, this is too much. Um, a lot of the urgency came from knowing my kids were only going to be that age once. And I did a pretty good job of slowing down in many ways. And I started working less and less. And yet I found myself in a place this past, I would say March and April, where I realized I was still very much in hustle culture mentality. So just like diet culture, even when we try so dang hard, sometimes it's really hard to escape the impact that our cultural norms have on us, whether it's diet culture and this idea that smaller equals better and healthier, or hustle culture, meaning the more you do, the more you're worth, or anything else. The the pressures that are put on women certainly has been a theme I've been noticing a lot recently of women are really supposed to do it all. I'm about to send a kiddo to school for the first time and you know it's just expected that I'm doing most of that and it's it's just a reality it doesn't have to be a reality but like for a long time that's been the reality as women take on that role uh, most many of the things related to the kids and so it's just being able to look at these systems and say even when we work really hard to unhook ourselves from cultural pressures and everything like that, it's it's challenging. We're going against the grain. So all that said, I really wanted to create a team and a business who was invigorated and enthusiastic about our work and, you know, intrinsically motivated where it didn't feel like work. And while I, I certainly think I accomplished some of our objectives, it wasn't, something was off. Um, and, and certainly that starts with me. So as owner and CEO, I have to look at myself first and say, okay, there's, I was, even though I wasn't working 80 hour weeks, like I was last April, this past March, I was working a lot more reasonable hours, but I was still pushing myself really hard. And, um, and yeah, part of that relates to this pressure. And you probably heard me, if you've been listening for a while, you heard me on the podcast saying, Hey, these podcast episodes take 10 to 12 hours total to do all the parts with each episode. So that's 10 to 12 hours a week. And while I have interns helping me and I don't post to social media and they help edit, there's so many things that our intern team does, which is incredible. It's still a lot. And, and you probably have heard, if you heard me say that before, you rightfully so might be thinking, well, you're choosing to do it, Sean. And that's a hundred percent true. So One of the things that's been interesting to reflect on is the messages that I got as a new business owner about how to be a marketer, how to be an online marketer for a podcast. Um, So for the podcast, for 75 episodes, the first first, when we released the podcast, I released five episodes at once, an intro and four episodes. And then after that, every week um, since February of 2020, 20, we've come out with a podcast and corresponding blog post every single week. 
And so that's 75 episodes as of today. So it's kind of a nice round number. It's kind of nice. Um, so I heard over and over from online marketers, consistency is key. And I also heard that if you stop creating consistent content, you'll lose your listeners, which I don't want to lose you guys. I don't want to lose my listeners. And so I also heard messages like, most people give up right when they're about to achieve success. They quit on the one yard line, right? Have you heard any quotes like this? They give up at the last minute of the game, one foot from the winning touchdown. Sort of this idea of like, if you just keep going a little bit more, this huge payoff, like somehow I'm just going to, my podcast is going to explode. I'm going to have all these listeners. And, you know, I don't know. So I that made sense to me in some ways, right? I think there is some level of like working hard consistently can show dividends down the road. And I believe in that. So I feared, and I guess a little bit fear a bit, although I'm definitely feeling way more at peace with this decision to slow down. I feared that if I slow down, I'll somehow lose momentum. I'll lose my dear listeners like you. You'll be swept away by some other podcast that comes out with weekly episodes no matter what. And I will be lost to you in the abyss of the noisy internet, right? So that's the concern. And if you've ever heard of the idea of sunk cost, the definition of sunk cost, and you might have heard it in your Psych 101 classes, is the phenomenon whereby a person is reluctant to abandon a strategy or course of action because they've invested heavily in it, even when it's clear that abandonment would be more beneficial. So in many ways, once we've worked really hard at something, it's intuitive, right? We don't want to let it go. We don't want to abandon the effort. This could apply to relationships, right? Oh, I've invested so much time in this relationship already. We have so much history. I don't want to start over. Could apply to education. But I'm already halfway through my degree program. I should just finish. Or work. I've been in this career for so long. I can't start over. That just doesn't make sense. Or I've invested so much. So you can see it, it makes sense. And I'm not saying that this is good or bad or that there's ever one way to do this. But once we've invested in something, we're hesitant to let it go. And that was true for me. I was like, I've come out with weekly podcast episodes for so long. I just have to keep going. I have to figure out a way to make make it sustainable. And like I said, while I think we've achieved a lot of really improved processes and systems and I have amazing support and help, it's still a lot. It's still ultimately a lot of work still that I'm doing and a lot of decision making on me. And so it's just something to consider that, yeah, we've been, I've been told this is the way to do podcasting, but is that really right for me? Because we have to look at when the pressure for consistency becomes counterproductive. So the questions we need to start asking is, and what I've been asking, when are we truly just being consistent and aligned with our values? And when are we creating more harm than good by following something too rigidly? Or, you know, the concern, are we being too fickle and flimsy and giving up? Or are we staying true to what's best for ourselves? And the reality is, as I often say for diet culture and your relationship with food, is that only the person in the body knows. So only you can know if you're in diet mentality and greatly impacted by diet culture. Most of us are somewhat. Only I can really know why I'm creating 
weekly podcast episodes? Is it a truly aligned choice or am I feeling the pressure? And, you know, the reality is for me, it was kind of a combination of things. I told you every week that I loved podcasting and I really, really do. And that's why I'm not going to stop doing it. But, um, but yeah, only I can decide if weekly episodes are still doable. And I spend a lot of time really reflecting on that. And over the past few weeks, even I just gave myself permission to let it go if it felt like the right choice. And it felt very relieving and it felt very good. Even though there is, again, some of that fear of like losing the the progress that we've gained. We've gained a lot of listeners all over the world, actually, which is incredible. So, and I'm also just really proud of our weekly content and what we are coming out with. Um, so yeah, it was it was not an easy decision. And and also, I want to really have time and space to think deeply about things. Make sure the content I'm creating is really useful. I want to make sure it's accurate, helpful, and I want to make sure it's answering the questions and providing the support and inspiration you actually need, ideally in a really tangible, accessible way. And to do that, I need space to think critically, listen to your questions, craft episodes and blog posts that truly meet your needs. There are a lot of, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of incredible intuitive eating and weight inclusive podcast episodes, but I need the space to really think about like, what is my contribution? What am I trying to, how am I trying to help? And, and only by creating that space, can I actually do that versus just coming out with content just for the sake of another weekly episode. So I'm going to continue to be more, I mean, I've tried to be pretty intentional, but, um, but yeah, I'm going to continue to, to do that more and more. And so again, I can't help but notice all the parallels between the ways that I approach things like business and marketing and the way that so many of us approach our bodies. We get so caught up in what it's supposed to look like, how are we supposed to do, I don't want to do the wrong things, or I need to do it the way someone else tells me to do it. And we lack trust in ourselves to figure it out. So we default to the expert opinions only without evaluating and asking, how does this actually feel for me? Because that is really, really relevant, right? So in many ways, that was what I was doing. Like, does this actually work for me? Well, I don't know, but they tell me to come out with weekly episodes. I'm going to, right? So there's there's so many things from a marketing standpoint in the past year and a half that has felt off to me, um, but I did because I was told to do. I was encouraged to do by people I was learning from online. And some of the things I didn't listen to. So I was regular, I was told you got to regularly show up on social media. You got to post this many times a week. Um, really quickly, I stopped doing that completely. I do not have social media on my phone. My amazing intern right now uh, doing that is Nikita. Thank you, Nikita. And, um, and, and I don't really, I am, I go on social media from my computer only, which means I rarely go on it. I just go on to check if anyone's commented and I respond. So that's felt great. But there's also other things that haven't felt right, like having staunch deadlines for joining the program. Um, these are the things I was taught and it just didn't feel right to me. So I'm making some shifts there too. But we are very often told there's a right way to eat, right way to move our bodies, how much to eat, how much to exercise, but there is not a one way to eat and move that works for all. 
And it's always going to vary based on where you're at in your life. And so that's the other thing that I had to realize is maybe at a different phase of my life, weekly podcasting would feel right for me. At this phase of my life, it's too much. And that is okay too. And so again, thinking about how this applies to you and your relationship with food, you know, maybe you hear my amazing episode with Dr. Yami several weeks ago now. I'll link it in the show notes about doing plant-based eating, eating shame-free. And you're like, oh, I should really do shame-free uh, shame plant-based eating. And you might have heard how Dr. Yami was able to transition pretty quickly from being a chronic dieter and binge eating to like whole food, whole food uh, vegan diet. And hear how happy she was and you're like, I should do that. And maybe you should and maybe not, right? We have to stop, take a breath, ask yourself with curiosity, does that really make sense for me? Is this a good time to do that in my life? Do I want to do part of it? Or perhaps is nutrition not really what I need to focus on? Should I focus on finding the right therapist to really address some of my anxiety and some of the things from the past and trying to understand where that comes from? Or should I focus on implementing a new routine to improve my sleep? There's so much value in slowing down, getting curious, creating stillness, asking yourself questions, and it's okay if you don't know the answer right now, but just asking the question will start to plant the seed. And that's kind of what I've done over the past couple months. I've just been slowing down and not allowing myself to make any official decisions because my tendency is I want to make a decision and I want to go. And if you're like me, know that about yourself. Say like, okay, I'm not going to I feel like I need to do something more for my health, but I'm not sure what it is yet. Create a space of time and say, I'm not going to make any big decisions about joining a new health club or joining a new program or anything. I'm just going to wait and I'm going to reflect for one week, three weeks, whatever it is. I'm going to slow down and reflect and say, and just start to ask these questions. What do I really need? right now? What would really benefit me right now? And go for the lower hanging fruit. I just, um, a recent episode with dietitian Julie Satterfield, we talked about implementing nutrition from a non-diet framework and how so often we want to jump to these big changes. And again, if jumping to a whole food plant-based diet, I will continue to talk about whole food plant-based eating because I believe in the science and I think it can be a great option for some people. And there, so often we jump to it from a place of should and stress and overwhelm and this is what I need to do and this is what I should do versus really deciding that that's actually right for us. And if it's truly right for you, again, going back to this concept of intuition, intuition's not a single way of knowing but it is kind of a gut feeling and it's our ability to hold space for uncertainty and our willingness to trust ourselves in the many ways we've developed insight and knowledge and sit with that first so we can learn. So I hope that you will create some space for yourself to do that today and moving forward. 
So, so yeah, these are some of the things that I've learned. And given all of this, you may be wondering, okay, Sean, what can I expect from the podcast? Hopefully you're listening because you're getting value from this. And I want to, yeah, give you an idea of what you can expect. So I'm thinking of it in some ways as, kind of makes me laugh, intuitive podcasting. Uh, No, which essentially means I'm slowing down. I don't exactly know the exact date we're going to restart. I'm going to slow down, focus on creating really great intentional content for you. I will still be conducting and recording interviews and episodes over the summer. And then I will restart episodes um, in the fall, in September at the very latest. I might start earlier. I'm definitely going to take this episode will come out June 13th. I'm definitely going to take the rest of June and July off, likely some of August, but for sure we'll be back the first week of September. And, um, and, and yeah, it's, I, I think that, and then we'll see how it feels at that time. So that's what you can expect. I will still, if you're not on my email list already, make sure you jump on that. Now you can grab any of my free resources at drshawnhondorp.com forward slash free, or you can just go to the link in the show notes drshawnhondorp.com forward slash contact. That's how you jump onto the list. I will be sending out at least a few emails over the summer to stay in touch. And I will definitely email when we resume the regular episodes in September for sure. If not sooner, like I said, it could be a little sooner. I have some really great episodes I'm going to tell you guys about in a minute here um, that will be on the docket, ready to go um, in the fall. I'm super pumped. So, so yeah, make sure you get on my email list. Make sure you tell me if there's certain topics you want to hear. So here's some teasers about some of the really fun topics we have. The next one I'm going to record actually really soon is with my friend and my internet friend and colleague who I met with the, through the online world of online marketing, Dr. Julia King. We're going to be talking about anxiety, how it relates to body image. Her specialty is anxiety and body image. I'm super excited to talk about that. We're also going to talk about a book that she recommended to me that is literally my new favorite book called 4,000 Weeks Time Management for Mortals. We're going to be talking about the themes from this book, how it relates to anxiety, pressure, and motivation. And how listening to this book, because I barely read books, listening to this book gave me a sense of peace with how I spend my time that I don't think I've ever felt before. So I used to, and my whole life, when I'd have time, like I would stress about getting stuff done. So like, for example, when my kids are at their grandparents and I have a couple hours I want to like get all these things done, to-do list items, but I also want to relax and I feel so much pressure because I know I'm never going to get it all done. This book has helped me shift that immensely. Now when I have time, I enjoy my time and I get to-do list items done if I'd like and I get enjoyment items done if I want. This book has shifted things for me. I highly recommend it. There's a link in the show notes if you want to buy through my bookshop link. Um, It's very good. So we're going to be talking about that episode and 
just how to make the most of our precious time on earth, but without all the pressure, because that's the issue, is we all know we have limited time, but without the pressure. And so you know me, I love talking about pressure and how it impacts motivation and well-being. And so that is the, the upcoming episode. It's already really well fleshed out, and I'm so excited to share it with you. Also on the docket, I have at least one to two physician colleagues coming on to talk about weight loss in medical settings. And most likely we're going to, I think we're going to talk, each of them have a separate topic. I think one of them, we're going to talk about why weight is talked about so unhelpfully in weight loss uh, in medical settings. And then and then the other one, we're actually probably going to talk about weight loss medications such as Sexenda and Wagovi. This is a controversial one. Obviously, I'm a anti-diet, sort of anti-more weight-inclusive podcast, but I get questions about this all of the time, and I support your autonomy. And I want to have an honest conversation about those, the pros and cons of a weight loss medication on your relationship with food. So I'm actually really excited about that. So all of these things, if you're like, I really want to hear about that. Get on my email list, respond to an email, send me an email and just say, make sure you do this episode. I really want to hear that because all of these things I want to do, but I haven't officially scheduled them yet. Other topics I'm planning to include in our upcoming uh, episodes in the fall, I'm working on a series about the research on intuitive eating and weight loss surgery. It's a question that I get a lot. And even if you don't plan to have weight loss surgery or never, that feels irrelevant to you, I think you're going to actually benefit from this conversation because, again, it's this idea of can we trust bodies and how we think about diet mentality with some restrictive element to your eating. So that might be relevant for you if you have a food allergy or um, difficulty with processing certain types of foods. So I think that conversation is going to be relevant to you regardless. I also would love to do a series, and I'm curious what you all think about this, um, really digging into this question of, is long-term sustainable weight loss truly possible? What does the data say? And, and really helping you to understand what we actually know and what we don't know about that. So tell me if you'd want, that topic is not done yet, so tell me if you want to know more about that. Um, the other one I want to bring on my friend and colleague, a relationship and couples therapy expert to talk about how to communicate with your partner more effectively to gain support in working on your relationship with food or just general support. And then also how to know if a restrictive mindset is causing your emotional eating or binge eating still and what to do about it. So those are my um, upcoming topics on the top of my head. There's others. Um, please stay in touch. You can tell as I talk about this stuff, I get so excited. So I love, I love creating this content for you. I really, really enjoy it, but please stay in touch and let me know what you want more of, um, because I will, I will listen. So like I said, make sure you get on my email list. I will be sending out at least a few emails over the summer. I actually, I'm going to send out a little bit of content you won't get on the podcast. Um, I'm pro I'm planning to send out a list of my favorite shows um, that I believe can help you. Shows and podcasts, but mostly TV shows that help you and inspire me to live a life filled with more connection and courage and that will help you do the same. And then 
Um, yeah, if there's other things or topics you want to hear about or questions you have, you can always reach me at support at drshawnhondorp.com um, or just reply to one of the emails that I send out to you as well. So I appreciate your patience as we're waiting for more episodes. I appreciate you being here and listening. And yeah, thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. If you're anything like me, you may at times really feel like there's so much pain in the world that it's pretty overwhelming. And even though I do my best to avoid the news, it's hard to avoid feeling helpless at times that you can't do anything to make positive change. Well, I'm here to tell you that there's one positive change that I've made in terms of where I buy my books, and I'd invite you to do the same. Bookshop is a website that supports local bookstores near you, as well as affiliates that work with them. So if you buy through the bookshop link, you're going to be supporting local bookstores near you in the U.S. and Canada, and you're going to be supporting my blog and podcast. It's kind of like a tip jar. Did you know that if nothing slows their momentum, Amazon will have about 80% of the book market by the end of 2025? Look, I have Amazon Prime. I love the convenience, but this is a super cool way that you can do something positive with where you buy your books and support some really positive causes. Make sure you check it out. You can find all of my favorite books about health and wellness, but also about topics like courage, vulnerability, and even some of my favorite fiction and kids books for the times when you just need some fun, downtime, or some meaningful stories. My recent favorite is related to improving the quality of our lives and the way we use technology, and really doing so from a value-based place. No pressure. It's not going to tell you that technology is bad. It's just going to help you to evaluate for you where the pros outweigh the cons and where they don't. So if you believe in supporting local, controlling the things that you can, please consider buying your books through Bookshop and through the Psychology of Wellness link. You can find that in the show notes, or you can go to drshawnhondorp.com. That's D-R-S-H-A-W-N-H-O-N-D-O-R-P.com forward slash bookshop. Thank you for tuning in today. Your time is valuable and it means so much to me that you're here. Despite the title of this podcast, many of our topics are not always easy. Change is hard, and let's face it, life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable. That's why I'm grateful. Grateful for you and your willingness to listen, learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.